Most people are not equipped to understand the seemingly endless facets of an HOA. That's why we're here, to help you become uncommonly prepared to serve your HOA. Whether you're a board member or a manager, join us in the Uncommon Area. Welcome to the Uncommon Area. I am Matthew Holbrook, and this episode is going to be all about how does an HOA fund a large project when it doesn't have enough money? And so uh, that's a situation that a lot of HOAs find themselves in. And so we're going to explore that today. And to help me do that, we have Action Property Management's very own Tiffany Kaldenbach. Um, And Tiffany is one of our elite managers. And so thankful for you joining us here today. And um, you get to speak to this issue because you have like some very specific experience in this way. And maybe you can talk a little bit about the association that you manage and you have one very large project, specifically landscaping, that um, that you've been kind of addressing this kind of an issue with. So tell yes. us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I manage a large-scale community in Mission Viejo, Mission Viejo Environmental Association, and um, they were kind of faced with a large-scale project of galvanized pipe replacement on all of their slopes. They have 250 acres of land. Um, so... Not that, a small amount. No, not a small amount. And that project came out to be a little over a $4 million project. And um, that's a huge hit to their reserves. So uh, working together with their reserve analyst and their landscaper, uh, they've decided to space out the project over the next seven years. Okay. So it's a $4 million project. I guess, first of all, mm-hmm. how did they get that number $4 million? Like, how, what was the process to, to zero in on that? Just working with their landscape vendor, Park West Landscape, um, they had them put together an estimated spreadsheet to show all 95 contro- 94 controllers and how much it would cost to remove all the galvanized piping, kind of an estimated cost. So it came up roughly up to a little over $4 million. And they had not reserved to that extent? No. So this was kind of a surprise to them, that the, the, the magnitude of this particular project? Yes, it was. They actually didn't have any line item in their reserves for the irrigation system on the slope. So it was a huge hit to them and uh, something that they uh, were pretty, they were scared to do, um, cause they didn't have the money in their reserves to, you know, just pay out a $4 million project. So that's when they discussed all their different options, special assessing, taking out a loan. Um, and they felt that it was best to just spread this project out over the next seven years. So how did they determine like the, how to actually do that? Like, how to prioritize the different aspects of the project and and what to do each year and so forth. So with their project, they've been just working closely with their landscape uh, vendor who does quarterly reports on the irrigation system to determine which areas are having, which areas are in the worst shape, which could also be with landscaping. So they... Um, have determined kind of the worst controllers to the best, the ones that have the most pressure, um, the most breaks, the most work orders on them. And then that's the ones they're focusing on first. Um, They've also know that with 
their budget, they can only do about 10 to 12 a year, um, given the cost of each controller's renovation. So working together with their reserve analysts, they had a few special meetings um, where they just went over the reserves and what they needed to do with their reserve analysts to be able to fund this project. That's how they've determined that they can do it over the next seven years. And it's now in their reserve study as a line item broken down for the next seven years. So they're funding it now as they're going in and, and then spending it basically as they as they build it up. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and so, and, and just to summarize what you've said is they've been able to look at the scope, the scale of the whole project, and then they're they're prioritizing based on need and, and attacking that on a on a case by case basis. Correct. Um, so that could kind of apply to any major project or any landscape project, whether it be replacing actual plant material or. Um, any other type of uh, of landscape project, you could identify what are what are the most um, important or highest priority areas. Do those first and and um, scale it over a period of time. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And with galvanized pipe replacement, they're having to take out a lot of mature old acacia, um, which then requires them to replant that entire slope. So it's you know, multifacet project. Um, but yes, they're doing the worst condition areas first or high focal point areas first. And then they'll do slopes that are maybe behind homes, not as visible to the membership as a front entryway or monument areas right, and all of that. Right. So the, the replacement of that acacia, is that part of the $4 million? Four million plus, yes. So, it or is. is that just adding to it? It's it's a part of it, um, but again, it's all off of an estimate because proposals are only good typically for you know thirty to one hundred and twenty days, and so this is just a rough estimate proposal sure. and the or s uh, spreadsheet, and then they take into consider inflation what yeah. the cost will be each year moving forward. Yeah, the longer they wait. So talk a little bit about your involvement with the reserve, reserve study analysts and, and uh, how were they involved in this and what kind of input were they giving along the way? So um, working closely with their reserve analysts, that's when we had um, called them into a special meeting just to kind of go over their current reserve study and then talk about how what needs to be changed or added to future reserve studies so they could be able to fund this project. Um, he came up with the ideas of, you know, the special assessment or taking out a loan. He gave his opinions on the benefits of taking out a special assessment or the um, downfall of taking out of a loan, you're going to pay back all that interest. So it was really beneficial for the board to work together with the reserve analysts to make sure that all of the components of the association were accurate and in the study now and moving forward so they can be allocated for. Sure. Um, and then taking into consideration, he went over how it was going to impact their uh, percent funded because they were going to be taking out a significant amount of money that um, would then drop their percent funded. Right, right. But keeping in mind that that's what the reserves are there. They're there to be spent um, on reserve repla um, replacement, repair, and restoration. They're not there to be just saved in a savings account necessarily. So um, yeah, he worked closely with them to get them to understand that, yes, it's an impact now, but it's a temporary impact that if you keep working towards the plan will pay off and the reserve percent funded will go up if you continue to allocate the right amount in contributions each year. 
a lot of times on these kinds of situations, it's important to take that big picture, long-term view mm -hmm. and then stick to the plan. And if you work the plan, then um, you're going to end up right where you need to be. Right. Um, so I know that uh, in, in uh, addressing this from a cost standpoint, and they didn't have anything reserved, that you as the manager had to be really conscious of were there, are there other ways you could find savings? And, and um, I know that, that rebates became an important part of the equation for you. Yes. How did that work out? Yeah, so that was another big factor in this whole project with them having to tear out um, existing landscaping and irrigation. They looked into what the Metropolitan Water District was offering at the time for rebates, um, smart controller conversions. So a they they put in about 12 smart controllers. Um, and then uh, there's sprinkler changeout, sprinkler rotors, um, turf replacement programs. All of that, they incorporated what they could to get money back um, to offset some of the cost. Now, is that something that you were able to do some of the research on and come back and present and say, okay, here are the options that you can get rebates on and how many, how many of these might fit into the particular project that we're working on? Yeah, I mean, the manager can definitely pull all the information, but working closely with the landscape vendor, the landscape vendor was able to actually fill out the applications, get them all the information on um, how much the Metropolitan Water District was going to offer back for, you know, so much square footage of turf removal or um, what they would be paying back towards weather-based irrigation controllers. So all of that was just working closely with the landscape vendor to provide the board that information so they can make that um decision. Yeah. And they were the ones that gave them the estimated uh, rebate amount that they would um, obtain at the very end if they proceeded. Yeah. It would seem that there's there's an opportunity that depending on the, the nature of a landscape project, um, that if you could incorporate um, turf removal and replacement with more drought tolerant plants in certain ways, mm -hmm. that you could actually save enough money through rebates, through savings and irrigation, ultimately, that you might even be able to turn those savings into investments into other landscape areas that you might want to really make, you know, a focal point or to pop in a certain way. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. I mean, just converting spray into drip, they're offering rebates for that. So a lot of planters can be converted over into that and um, the association can submit for those rebates. And then, you know, with California going through a drought right now, they're really pushing forward with those California friendly plant material. And so um, working with the landscaper and the board together as a whole to come up with um, landscaping that's cost savings in water, yeah. that's not going to take a lot of water. Any association with a large amount of landscape should probably be paying very close attention to what the rebates are that are, are potentially offered. And, and each water district may be a little bit different mm -hmm. in what they offer, but um, yeah, it sounds like that you've uh, really been able to benefit in that way for your association. I know that you've actually done some reading to like really be educated and prepared to help your association. Um, do you have some recommendations on things that board members or managers might want to read? I do. Um, one of the books that I found beneficial was Understanding Reserves, A Guide to Your Association's Reserve Fund and Reserve Study. And this book um, was actually given to me for free by Sean Anderson, and he's a well-known vendor um, that provides reserve study proposals to all associations. So um, yeah, just reaching out to him, I found this book to be beneficial. He sent it to me 
in the mail and it was a great read. So I think everybody should take time to read that. And then through CAI, their reserve funds, how and why community associations invest assets was also a good tool uh, that I use, that I've, I use daily um, with my board and yeah. how well, we manage their funds. That's great. Well, it's just, um, that's that's uh, uh, um, a great resource to have books like that and, and to be able to refer to them. And good for you for just continuing to advance your own skills and knowledge and be able Thank to you. bring that to your, your community and then to bring it to uh, everybody who's watching this, this episode. So um, I hope that that was helpful and appreciate uh, your input and insight, uh, Tiffany. So we would just encourage you to continue to uh, watch for more episodes of The Uncommon Area. <laughs>